All right. All right. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the No Notes podcast. This is episode 57, and it is H-Double with Maddie B. We also got Martin Punky, rhymes with Maddie B. This is the first episode of three people where it's not a guest. So Martin is going to be the guest host with us. He's going to come up with all the topics. Big baseball guy. You can probably tell by his hat, little Cubs hat he's got. So Martin's going to lead us in all the topics mostly baseball relevant and we're just gonna we're gonna go go in so if you guys watch this and you're a friend of ours you could do this with us too you can have the floor with matt and i talk about the topics you want to talk about in sports so martin you got the you got the list of stuff man let's kick it off you you whatever you want to talk about first there's a lot of stuff you've written down oh, so go for it and we're, we're ready yes uh i guess we'll go ahead i guess we'll start off with like free agency um you know, with the whole uh, lockout thing, that was kind of tough. Uh, basically, billionaires versus millionaires. And uh, in the end, nobody wins, really, <laughs> uh, which was kind of unfortunate. Um, but I guess, like, I have a few pointers on, like, some of the biggest free agents, uh, or I guess the biggest teams that made the biggest splash. Uh, the, the Mets. I think the Mets right now are, like, by far in a win-now scenario. Um, and they have to do, like, everything they can because... Uh, I think Lindor is kind of getting tired. You know, he he was on the wrong end of the uh, 2016 World Series <clears throat> with the Cubs one. <laughs> Anyways, uh, but yeah, I mean, the they got Starling Marte, four years, $77 million. Kind of huge. I mean, the guy's been pretty good. He's He is 33 years old, so he's getting up there in age. But I mean, but he still cranks. You know, and it's some added uh, offensive help that they have. Uh, Mad Max. Holy, you know, people thought, you know, losing, losing Syndergaard was going to be a big thing for them. But then whenever you replace Noah Syndergaard with Mad Max, it's just not going to be, it's not going to be fun time anytime soon for anybody who As comes to uh, Max Muncy. For, is that correct? No, Mad Max is uh, Max, Max Scherzer. Scherzer. Right? Yeah. yeah. Max Scherzer. Okay. Sorry. Just for, just clarifying for our non-baseball watchers. So yeah, Max Scherzer, the guy who's literally been destroying the league. So it's like you, at this point, you literally have, uh, let's think, that's that's literally uh, Max Scherzer and Jacob deGrom on the same team. And, and they're both they the have, guys. Uh, Marcus Stroman as well, correct? No, no, no. Marcus Stroman is on the Cubs now, actually. Oh. oh ho, ho. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah, so they've got the probably one of the best one-two punches for pitchers, you know, in, in general right here. Um, and then they also picked up, you know, some smaller guys like Eduardo Escobar, who – he was on the D-backs, wasn't he? He was. He was. Mm-hmm. And, and now, got traded last year. Yeah, and now they've got uh, Mark Hanna, too. So, I mean, literally, this is this is like the best team for them to do it. Uh, I just I just hope they actually do it because you know spending all that money and it coming to nothing would kind of not be not be too hot. <laughs> they give up a lot of their future to get all you know, or because you said they're going all in now. So after a couple of years, is it kind of going to be? Dude, pretty much. It, I know. mean, they kind of they kind of underperformed last year, and I mean, uh, the Cubs literally gave him Javi Baez. Now, granted, Lindor was out, you know, for the end of the season for the majority of it, while Javi Baez was in, uh, and and they didn't. The Mets didn't really like Javi Baez, anyways. I don't know if you remember that whole thing that they were talking about. They were booing him and giving him I the do, fingers yeah. down. I do yeah. remember that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, they're 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 in a win now scenario, and I think uh, Max Scherzer is also kind of like. Let me get let me get my ring. Yeah, you're right. That's a 
I'm looking at their lineup. It's a good lineup. Let me just say though, Javier Baez, Detroit, new Detroit Tigers legend no. after his walk off. Oh uh, yeah, I mean <laughs> I it, it's still as, as a Cubs fan, it, it hurts to see you know all my guys out there on other teams doing great things. I just had to throw that in there, by the way. So. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, to me, when I look at like what the Mets did and stuff, like I feel like they overpaid a little bit for some of the guys just because of like you know the winning and stuff. To me, what I don't get is Scherzer leaving the Dodgers. Like, if you wanted to win, win a ring, I'd have just been like, "Yeah, I'll take a little bit of a pay cut to be on the Dodgers." Like, I don't know, almost like have like a Tom Brady type mindset, you know? Like, sure, I'll sacrifice a little so you can get better guys around me, you know? I mean, it is hard in baseball because I mean, there really isn't a salary cap, so people can kind of just like spend like whatever, you know? Yeah. Um, but, you know, whatever. But I do have to say, though, and I want Martin's opinion on this, but I want to say my my new favorite team that I will love dearly is uh, the good old Oakland A's because they spent legit zero dollars. Nah, dude, that was that dumb. <laughs> that, should, that should be like – that should be illegal. Like they should get like suspended <laughs> or something like that. I think there's, there's no – like I think they're one of the top – like they're in the top ten richest teams in baseball, and they literally didn't spend a single dollar. But a their single dollar on any player. always bottom 10, though, right? Actually, yes. Payroll's always bottom 10. Yeah. And it's just, I don't know. It, I think it's terrible. I mean, the only reason I'd ever go, like, watch an A's game was, like, their, their field. I think their field, their stadium is so cool because it's all under sea level, uh, which is, like, really, really cool. And then, like, I, I don't know if it's still called Ricky Henderson Field because it changes, like, every year now. Um, I don't know. It's just a cool place. Isn't it called the Coliseum now, right? Yeah, the Oakland Coliseum. Yeah, that's what it, I mean. I, I think that's what it still is called, but I think that the name of the actual like baseball field is the Ricky Ricky Henderson Field, maybe still. Yeah, I, I just want to hear your thoughts on spending zero dollars. I mean, <laughs> even the Diamondbacks, who literally like, for everyone who knows, I'm a Diamondbacks fan. A little garbage, but even we spent money when yeah. like you know. It's, it's I mean, even. Even the Pirates, the Pirates, the Pirates just got Roberto Perez, <laughs> who's like one of the better catchers in the league, and they they went out and got him. And what are they going to do? Probably win like 50, 60 games this year. They just signed Cabrian Hayes to another like four year. I think it was like seventy million dollar extension, and they're going to be a eight year seventy million. Oh yeah, eight year seventy I, million. Yeah, <laughs> and they're heard, yeah. they're going to be they're going to be a they're going to be a bottom dweller. That's hard uh, to wrap my head around that. You have to. That you can, I think man is lagging out a little bit, but I, I was going to yeah. say, it, it's hard to wrap my head around that you can spend as a team $0 in free agency. Like, how does that even, how does that happen? And they're basically just running the team for profit, which kind of, it's kind of sucks, you know, and it ruins the if, game. If, but if you spent $0 in the NBA or NFL offseason, you'd be wrecked. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how you get away with that in baseball. I, and then at the, as, as you said, like, that's the thing. It's hard for me with baseball, like, you know, and Matt obviously says it, there's like no salary caps. So like, in some ways, you know, I, I know baseball is not as, you know, everyone has like, you can't, you can only do so much in baseball compared to football and basketball and other sports. Cause you know, you only hit once in the lineup every, you know, cycle and all that. Yeah. But like, how, how, how does that, how does it balance out at least you being a baseball fan or does it in terms of like being no sour cap? And honestly, some teams are a lot better than others just because they can spend more and get better. Yeah, players. I mean, like, I what is your thought on that? You know? I don't know. I think I think the whole like 
I think personally, I think there should be a minimum uh, like amount of money that each team should have to spend uh, like every single year uh, just to make it more competitive. Uh, I, I don't know. It's just tough. I mean, it, we're basically telling billionaires what to do with their money. So, you know, that's that's not that's not ever going to work out. But I don't know. I think it, yeah, I think it kind of messes with the integrity somewhat of the game. Yeah, I can uh, understand that. Yeah, yeah. I, I just I, want to ask you. You're the biggest baseball fan I know, so yeah. Yeah, Matt, you can go now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is just really fun to have like a different co-host on who knows more about baseball than we do. Because I mean, I enjoy it. I know a little bit more, I think, probably than Charles. But like, oh yeah, you, you watch. Do. I mean, Martin, you watch the games. Like that's like your life. Like you love baseball, and like yeah. I'm like, yeah, whatever, right? So. My question for you is this is out of all the teams, give us like your top three teams who got better and top three teams who got worse from like the signings. And I, I assume that Oakland's probably your number one for got worse because they spent nothing. Um, but yeah. give us some of that and your reasons why. They don't count. You can't put them. That doesn't count. <laughs> um, oh boy. Uh I don't know. Okay, my top three teams, I think. Uh, I think one of my top three teams would have to be the Phillies because uh, they just signed uh, Nick Castellanos, they signed Kyle Schwarber, and they signed uh, Corey Knable. And, I mean, that gives them an uh, extra boost that they need in the bats department because, you know, Bryce Harper can't do this all by himself. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Kyle Schwarber is probably, like, literally the best DH in the league behind J.D. Martinez and Nelson Cruz. Um, so that's going to be like a lot of help for them. Um, I would say the Mets too are up there with like one of the the better uh, ones this year. Um, I'm trying to think. I think I think with the little bit that the Padres did do, um, I think that was pretty key for them as well. Um, I still think they need to get rid of Hosmer because now they got uh, what's his name, Luke Voigt, uh, as sitting in backup. Uh, but the Padres picking up like Sean Manaya and um, who was who else was it? There's Sean Manaya and there was somebody else. Oh, they just picked up a reliever from the yeah. Twins. Oh yeah, yeah, the uh, Taylor Rogers. Yeah, Taylor mm-hmm. Rogers. Like that's that's pretty that's pretty key for them too. They just all have to stay healthy at the same time and make that stretch. Uh, in terms of like my bottom three, I think obviously the Athletics. Uh, this is a really hot take right here, but I think the Rangers, I think the Rangers went out and signed Corey Seager, uh, for 10 years, 325 million, Marcus Simeon for seven years, 175 million and John Gray for four years, 56 million. And they still need pitching help. Like they got the guys to fill people in the seats and to sell out every game. I just don't think they're going to win any games. Um, and then... Hey man, ticket sales. Yeah, pretty much. You gotta rack in the money. Yeah. And then I mean, I'm gonna go ahead and say Tampa, because Tampa never really signs anybody. All their guys are practically homegrown. Um, but I mean, I don't know. They're probably end up gonna win it winning the division. So that's just the kind of weird team that they are. They all go hot at the same time. So what you're saying is just because you like the list doesn't mean that their teams are gonna be good or bad per se. It's just your top three and top. I think yeah, like my my, those. I mean I I am I'm, I'm pretty, I'm pretty confident that the Rangers are gonna absolutely like suck this year. Yeah, but like you said, the Rays could probably win it, 
or at least win some game. I mean, they won the division oh, last yeah. year. I mean, yeah, so, they've been doing really good the last few years with the with the no big names that they already have. Mm-hmm. But then I think what was that trade that they did? They they got Isaac Paredes. I think I wrote it down over here somewhere. Yeah, they traded Austin Meadows. So they dumped $4 million in salary to pick up Isaac Paredes, who's like a top draft pick. Uh, he's a third baseman. So mm-hmm. you match that up with uh, who's their shortstop? The kid's insane. Uh, they just got rid of Willie Adamas, and then they had the new kid come up. I don't remember his name, um, but he's he's pretty insane right now. So I think give him another year, and then they'll have the big names to make these runs. But I don't know. I, I don't... see you. I see you. I see you. Yeah. What, what do you want? What do you want to talk about next? In turning baseball, what what else you got on your list? Um. I guess I guess we could talk about I mean okay shout out shout out to Ian Kennedy obviously for making his way back to the D-backs um you know only only up from there you know for the D-backs um oh, I guess we have to shout out we have to shout out though I have to say one of the best contracts signed this offseason I think was Diamondbacks extending Cattell Marte for 5 years for 76 million I think that's a steal not going to yeah. lie yeah I mean, he's and, pretty, I'm su- he's... and I'm surprised that he resigned with the Diamondbacks. <laughs> not gonna, not gonna lie. Right. I mean, that's that's when you know you either like the area or you really like the team. And like, but here's the thing: is I think he knows that they're building around him, so they'll get people that he wants, which I think is always nice. Yeah, I, I think it's just I think it's just unfortunate the uh, division that they're in. I think that's just it. Um, but I guess remember, uh, remember when they got J.D. Martinez and all that, and they were ready for that wild. And then they made that playoff push, wild card game. They, did they win that game or did they lose? They did. Remember. They beat the Rockies and they had to play the Dodgers. Rip. Yeah, yeah. And, and you Literally know, the- Mark, I don't know if you know this, but Autumn had a chance to get a J.D. Martinez signed bat in Detroit because that's the summer he got traded to the D-backs from the Tigers on like yeah. a, a big discount, and she didn't do it. And she still to this wow. day when I bring it up, she gets upset with me she's like stop don't bring that up i should have bought it and i remember matt was like you should have bought that you know whenever she had told us about it and all and so you, you can you could probably you know next time you see her or next time you talk to her you can be like wow you didn't buy that jd martinez bat huh so. dude uh back in the day <laughs> the, the first the first baseball game that i ever went to um was opening day for the royals Oh boy, I think it was 2000 and I don't know, it was Zach Grinky's like first opening day start. And uh they had shirts and everything and then uh he he had like signed baseballs that I could have I could have bought one for I think it was only like 100 bucks at the time because nobody knew how good Zach Grinky was going to be and I wanted it and I, I like I really wanted it and I we ended up not getting it cuz obviously I was a kid and I, I had to try to finesse my dad for 100 bucks you know just to get this ball. And, uh, man, like, I really wish I would have, like, we would have gotten it. Cause I mean, could have flipped that, you know, like a large lump sum of money right there. <laughs> and then, uh, I don't know. I think it was that game. They also got absolutely destroyed by the, uh, Red Sox. And that was like, uh, I'm trying to think that was like, I got, I did get to see big poppy. I got to see like, uh, Dustin Pedroia and all that. So that was like really cool for my first game. When was your first game, Charles? Like MLB game? 
I think I've only been to like three in my life. So I'm sorry, Martin, those are pretty bad numbers. But nah. I've been to, I think, like two Royals and a Cardinals. And I think my first one was a Cardinals game, probably in like 2000 and sometime in the mid 2000s, five, six, seven, something around there. So I, I don't know when. Uh, I do remember, though, that they actually did a suicide squeeze to win the game. And with the game I went to and the crowd was going crazy. I just specifically remember that. That's the only thing I remember. So that was pretty cool. Yeah. So that's about that's about it. I, I, I haven't been to many NLB games. I'm sorry, Martin. But no, we're good. I think I've only ever been to like six I, or seven, anyways. My my favorite though, baseball game I've been to was the Springfield Cardinals game, Fourth of July, Matt, when you used to invite me to the suite to watch the fireworks and it'd be the seventh inning, and your dad would always yell, Andy's whenever they would swing like about to pitch and he'd hit it and it'd be like a pop-up we'd be like Andy's because if they hit a home run in the seventh inning we'd get free Andy's and this was the year before your mission the last year you were you know in Springfield obviously pretty much and so that's the last time we've been to a Cardinals game together and it was the seventh inning and I think the catcher just blasts a home run and he did it and like your dad was speechless and we're like <laughs> we actually get Andy's this time because we've been going like three years and he did that every time and they never did it and then he finally did. So that was like the best memory ever. So I just want to want to say that out there. That was awesome. Yeah, I, I've been to so many minor league games just because we have the Cardinals, you know. I think the first game I went to was a Diamondbacks game with my family before we moved, which is like 06. But like, I don't really remember it. The first game I do remember is the World Series game I went to when it was um, Cardinals versus Red Sox mm-hmm. in 2000. Is that 13? 13. Yeah, yeah, I believe so. And it was game five. So, and it was tied 2-2. And I think that's when Big Poppy decided to go off in yeah. St. Louis. So, it was really fun because I was going to play Red Sox because, you know, I do like um, the Patriots. And I don't like the Cardinals at all. So, I'm like, okay, fine, whatever. <laughs> if I have to watch someone, I'll watch. I'll, I'll probably root for the Red Sox. But it is fun going to baseball games, you know, because you get to talk. I don't – there's not a lot of action, but you get to talk and the cool experiences and I don't oh, yeah, know. definitely always fun. Pay for First, overpriced food, but it's still pretty good. Dude, that's what I'm saying, True. man. Like <laughs> there's no reason why a hot dog of that caliber should ever be 10 bucks, but I mean, whatever, dude. <laughs> hey, all I know we still we buy it anyways. To, all I know is we have to get the boys together and do like a boys trip to one of the MLB parks, maybe like Wrigley or something, and just have a boy's day and just be like, Dude, okay, we're going to um, drop, you know, overpriced hot dogs. But call me a Debbie Downer, but bro, the Springfield Cardinals is all I need, honestly, to get my baseball fix. Hammond's still no, ain't that bad, honestly. No. no. <laughs> it's not no, that. It's not that. I'm good with it. No, don't get me wrong. I love going to the Springfield Cardinals games. I, I normally go to like five games a year just because, you know, I, I, I got a fix, you know, and I need to get my fix. And it's cheap, you know. So. And yeah, and I'm definitely not going up to St. Louis anytime soon to watch a baseball game. Um, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know, man. Like, there, I think they're saying that the Chicago, like Wrigley Field, right now is like in the top five for most expensive like ballpark experiences from like anywhere to like. I think, Jeez. I think now, I think now the beers are all like ten dollars. So it's just like it, it, I think they they priced it to where if you get a beer, a hot dog. And a bag of the, uh, like a Cracker Jack, the actual Cracker Jack boxes that they sell there, um, that it, it came up to literally almost like $22 or something like that. So, and that's like $22. an average, it, it's an average of, they went to every single ballpark and bought the same three items and Chicago Cubs were like all the way up there. And I'm like, Oh, that's tough. 
I'm like, oh, I gotta yeah, pay. Tw- I gotta pay. I gotta pay twenty two dollars for you know a beer, a hot dog, and a box of Cracker Jacks. But we can't get Carlos Correa. All right, whatever. You know, it's whatever. Or you can just be like me and just not drink beer, and you're just fine. So there you go. That's very true. That's very true. Um, what are you gonna okay. do, man? What are you gonna do? Anyways, getting off of our baseball experience <laughs> topics, <laughs> should we uh, talk about which? Um, I like your. You said you want to do division winners, and let's kind of talk more about that first before we get into. Or do you want to talk about the walk off games? Would you rather do that after or before? Um, I think we can save the walk off games for after, Very just because I think I think I I only saw one walk off, and that was obviously the painful walk off that you know of your bias. Uh, unfortunately, for the wrong team. For real quick, though, you know, he's on the Tigers. How many wins the Tigers get this year? 60. How many wins are the Tigers getting this 60? year? 70. Oh, man. Okay, so, I, okay, we can tie we this. Can is, tie this, this is for Autumn. This is for Autumn. I, I just want to we'll, – I got to we'll, – We'll tie this in with the predictions. Okay, for my, my, my AO Central prediction, um, I think White Sox all the way. I think they have literally just the best team um, in right. kind of a meh division. Um, I mean, I, I mean, I don't know. I think they could, the White Sox could literally win the division with like 85 wins probably. Um, but I think, Yikes. you know, barring a Detroit miracle, um, if there's a way, if there's a way that, you know, Javi Baez could absolutely just ignite that team and, uh, you know, get, get shades of Mickey from 10 years ago. I think there's there's a good there's a good shot that they could make a run uh, for the division, but I mean I, I really don't know in terms of in terms of how many games I think I think they're going to be second place the entire year. Which, uh, better than before, better than before. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I guess not a great division better, though. So you think better than the Guardians? Oh God, yeah. I mean, don't get me don't get me wrong. Let's let's and the see. Royals. I think the, Dude. <laughs> Literally, did you see that? Did you see the uh, the the highlight that they had yesterday of the game where Bobby Witt literally just picks the ball and like three hops it from third base to home to get the guy off to get the guy out at home play? I'm like, dude, he just three hopped literally like a 60 foot throw. Um, no, dude, where'd he go? I, I just uh, think it's funny that Cleveland decided to go with the Guardians from Indians. I'm like, yeah, you had that many years to pick up a good name and you picked the Guardians. No, but like, okay, so the Guardians today absolutely destroyed the Royals 17 to 3. 17 to 3. Like, that's that's tough to see. That's that's pretty tough. You know what they should do? Like, one of these days, you know, when it's like a complete blowout, they should let, like, you know, a fan come in and pitch for the team that's getting blown out like the home <laughs> team you know if it's like a 20 to, to two game in the ninth like what on the fans pitch if you run out of pitchers at that point you know what yeah. what so we can see you like three hop it to the plate and get a highlight <laughs> <laughs> hey maybe the podcast will blow up man that's all i'm saying because they'll be like wow that guy can't throw <laughs> we, we, we would all be on sports centers not top 10 not top 10 yeah <laughs> martin i think you could get it there I think uh, I could. I think I could get it there. It just would probably be like far left, or I could. I could definitely get it high, there. So. I think the it, problem would be knocking the ball down and getting it in my glove. <laughs> um, yeah, okay, right, you're right. So from the AL Central, like I said, White Sox all the way. I think you know, like barring the Detroit Miracle, maybe. Um, now the AL East. This is when it gets spicy, uh, because the AL East, I think, is 
I think it's always been one of the best divisions in baseball for a very long time. Um, I think the Blue Jays are taking it. I think the Blue Jays take it. I think the I, like I don't. I like the Yankees. Don't get me wrong. You know, uh, I don't think what's his name, Aaron Boone, right? That's their coach's name. I don't think he's a good coach in the slightest. In the slightest, I think he's getting carried right now by his absolute star-studded, you know, lineup and all that. But I just don't. I think they're the only team that could probably make it a good second. Um, but at this point, I'm literally putting the Jays number one. Um, I'm putting uh, the Yankees at number two. I don't think if they do it. Um, three, I gotta, I gotta say the Red Sox, obviously, because that Trevor Story signing was huge. And then. Um, the Rays. Rays at four. All right. And I was going to say, so same as, aren't you, don't you feel the same way about what, as you do with Aaron Boone about Dave Roberts, the Dodgers manager, how it's just over. Oh, he's getting carried. yeah. I don't, I, I don't, I don't like Dave Roberts at all either. I think, I think he's kind of overrated. Just a um, really good team that helps you get enough wins to, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Make, so make it's your like, job look safe. Yeah. I mean, what, like what, like, uh, what's his name? Bob Melvin. He took the A's. They're, terrible team that the that, that the A's had for many years and he made them contending teams like he brought them to game 162 and all they had to do was win that game 162 and then I mean now they're going to be terrible but I think my Melvin is now coaching the Padres I think there's a good shot that the Padres you know make it all this year hey he used to coach the Armbacks, and we were good whenever he coached us yeah so. exactly like he like he's I think he's a he's like textbook definition of a good coach I don't think I think literally like Dave Roberts is just getting carried. I think the only reason he won the World Series in the first place was because they were playing against the Rays. The Rays, where their their starting nine is different every single day. It's all based off of who's pitching. Just a tough season, too, obviously, because that was the pandemic year. So it was in yeah, the yeah. neutral Mickey, sides, whatever. Mickey Mouse ring, yeah. Yeah, so a little, little bit of an asterisk, but, you know. <laughs> I know. Look at uh, the LA Lakers. Same thing. Got the Mickey Mouse ring, and they suck. So, who knows? <laughs> Man, I, I mean, it happens. It happens. It's not <laughs> fair at all, but, I mean, it happens. <laughs> Trust me, when, when, when LeBron and AD can go in their cryo chambers for four months and then come back out, I think they'd win every time. Yeah. Oh, boy. Um, Big thoughts there. I might, have to, might have to touch on that later. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> <laughs> might, have to, might have to brush that up. Yeah, well, who are your other division winners, though, Martin? Uh, my other division winners for the AOS. Uh, I think it's I think it's gotta be the Astros still. Let's uh, go, I baby. Stroh's all the way. Yeah, I think them losing Korea was a big blow. Um, but I think they'll be fine. They're they're still a pretty good team. Um, I think it's also kind of like worrisome that Verlander is their best pitcher still uh, at, at, at the ripe age of like 80 years old that he is. Um, <laughs> I, I don't know. Like that, that like, I feel like all the teams right now in the AOS, they all like the angels. I think the angels in insane lineup, terrible pitchers. Uh, the only pitcher that the angels have to look forward to is the uh, show Otani. Right, Babe Ruth two point Yeah, if you really want, if you really want to get crazy, uh, the Astros, Justin Verlander. Uh, but they have like an insane, insane, insane lineup. Uh, Rangers, I don't even know. 
Like, does Lance Lynn still play for them? I have no idea. No, Lance Lynn's on the White Sox, I think. I don't know. Let's look this up. Rangers. Pitchers. <laughs> Rangers, Rangers pitchers. starting pitchers. I can pull it up for you, too. Uh, well, this is not it because it still says you, Darvish. Yeah, I got you. I got you. Yeah, John Gray, which was one of their bigger signings. Uh, where'd it go? I think I wrote it down. Yeah, John Gray, four years, 56 million. Dane Dunning, Taylor Hearn, Martin Perez, and Spencer Howard. Like, I don't, I, I don't know who these guys are. I really, I really don't know who they are, which is like hard to say. Um, but I mean, I don't know. I mean, when you spend, you know, almost $500 million on two players and you don't have any more money to sign pitchers, that's how it goes. Uh, but yeah, I think Astros take it by far. I don't think anybody else really competes. I mean, for, for Joe Madden's sake, I hope, I hope the Angels can actually make a run for it this year. Right. That, would, that, would, that would please my heart to I see uh, Joe Madden Mike win Trout, another ring. All I say is Mike Trout has to make the playoffs at least one year in his career. Like, please. Dude, he's, he's the definition of being overloyal, you know? He stayed with that team, and they've given him absolutely nothing to work with his entire career. Except for money. Say, here you go. You're set for life. Pretty much. Pretty much. Like, the last few years, all they said was, here's Joe Adele. Maybe we'll call him up this year. And then they're like, oh, now we got Shoei Otani. I don't know. Okay, and then moving on to the National League. Uh, I'll start off with the National League East. I think the Braves. I think the Braves. Braves have the energy to repeat. Uh, they just have to execute. I think uh, obviously losing Freddie Freeman kind of sucks. And I think what, you know, the Braves organization did to Freddie Freeman, not cool in the slightest. Um, but, you know, it's whatever, you know, baseball's a business at the end of the there was day. There's also that uh, Acuna, uh, apparently he said he kind of clashed with Freddie Freeman while he was there. That came out like a few days ago. I, I heard something about that. Yeah, so but I, I mean. all just fluff or not. I mean, well, the way I see it is that Freddie Freeman's been there his entire career, and Acuna is still kind of like the new kid on the block who's obviously, like, you know, taking the world by storm. But, like, you don't get to have – you don't get to be upset with Freddie Freeman because, like, he owns the team. And, you know, like, if this was, like, two years ago, I'm sure Freddie Freeman could have easily had Acuna traded from the team and nobody would have said anything. Uh, but, yeah. Yeah, man. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I, it's 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 tough. I don't know. But then I think I think the Mets also have a really good chance at making it. I think they just gotta stay healthy and actually execute. Um, but I mean, like seriously, the dirtiest the dirtiest pitching rotation in baseball right now is to be headed by Max Scherzer and Degrom. I think I think they can also make a run for it, but I'm still taking the Braves over everyone. Uh. Onto the NL West, Padres. I think the Padres, they have to do it this year. They have to, have to. Uh, that's my prediction. You know, you guys can have your own predictions, obviously. Uh, but I think the Padres, I, no pa- I think Padres take it this year. Uh, insane rotation. Uh, probably the dirtiest infield in all of baseball. Uh, you know, just, you know, subtract Hosmer out of that, and it would be the dirtiest infield in all of baseball. Because you have Machado, Tatis. And, and Cronenworth, or Cronenworth, whatever. Are you probably oh, say? Oh, yeah. Dude, he freaking Fs up the Diamondbacks every series that we play him. Dude, he's he insane. To, 
he decides to go prime like freaking Willie Mays or Mickey Mantle, <laughs> yeah. and I'm like, okay. Like, honestly, if that dude could play the Diamondbacks 162 times a year, he would say, sign me up. Yeah. Um. Uh, yeah, I think as long as they all – I think I think their thing is, too, I think, the like, the Padres, I think they, they're too swaggy, right? Like, I think they think too highly of themselves, and I think uh, as long as they don't get into their own heads and get big egos, they can they can do it. Which, like, I know, you know, their egos and their swag is, like, Tati's, you know, that's his, that's his brand. And Machado, like, that's his brand, too, you know, with the Jordan cleats and all that. Um, I don't know. I think I think if they could bring it in for a year and just focus on the world, on winning the World Series, I think they do it. Uh, and then the NL Central. My favorite division. Yep. <laughs> everything, everything in me wants to say the Cubs. Uh, but I just I've got to be realistic. Um, I think I think the Cardinals are going to win the division. No, no, it's it. the Brew Crew, baby. No, what are you talking about? They nah, just dude, lost two think, out of three to start the season to the Cubs, and we're terrible. I actually think it's the Cardinals too. I'm not going to lie, dude. Their their lineup looks. Nolan Arenado is already at 500 average. Yeah, that doesn't I mean, matter. It's, 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 three, <laughs> it's three games, but you know, yeah. I think he's going to have a, an MVP type season. I don't know why, I just do. Oh yeah, definitely. I think I think he's due for an MVP type season too. Um, yeah, something Paul, Paul Goldschmidt still too, which still pains me. And he yeah. signed a fat contract with them too, right? Like a yeah, year ago or so, two years ago. Yeah, I know. So he's there for a we while. Traded him. I was trying to trade him to anyone but the Cardinals, and they did, and I was like, "Well, kill myself." <laughs> Dude, Wait, I, I just gotta say real quick before you dive into the Cardinals. Let me just say shout to Albert Pujols. Already uh oh and five oh for five at, at bats this season. So <laughs> shout out to him. <laughs> Yadier Molina and Adam Wainwright's last season too, Cardinal Legends. Uh, Dude, okay, you, you can go now. You can go now. That's go. that's literally what I have in my notes. I said NL Central uh, Cardinals win. Uh, there's literally just something about the nostalgia in the air that feels right. Um don't worry, they'll always you... they'll lose in the divisional, don't worry. <laughs> I mean <laughs> I don't know. It probably, but we'll see. And that'll be a fun game to watch at the apartment with Sam. Uh, <laughs> I think I think anytime you put Molina, Wayno, and Pujols on the field, I, I think it's always just going to be a grand time. Um, like I said. Honestly, uh, yeah, you're right. I think I think there's no way like there's no there's no shot that the Milwaukee uh, all their pitchers can repeat what they did last year. Because I mean, of their starting six, because they had a starting six, uh, so like six p- pitchers in the rotation. Um, three of them were up for like Cy Young. Like three of them were being voted on for Cy Young. I don't think I don't think that's gonna happen. I don't think uh, Yelich has a you know bounce back season this year. Because uh, I don't know. Like I mean, season just started, but he's already been looking scratchy. Um, what about Burn Boy? I love me some Burns. Uh, Carbon Burn. I mean, yeah. I mean, he's good. Uh, like I said, I don't, I don't, I don't see them all firing on all cylinders again at the same time. And so, yeah, Cardinals take first. I think uh, the Brewers probably take second, and then my Cubs at third. Unfortunately. Mm, unfortunately. Well, I mean, I, I don't know. That's that's the beauty of baseball. I mean, you never, you never know what's gonna happen. Who knows? You know. Here we go. Hot take: Diamondbacks start out one and three, but then pull a Phoenix Suns and decide to go eight the rest of the way. Here we go, baby. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I don't know. 
I'm just kidding. If you're playing, Mark can't golf, even argue. Mark can't even argue that. But... <laughs> I, I I just want to. This is something I want to bring up. This is my biggest, probably baseball pet peeve, and I want to hear your thoughts, Martin, on this. But I think it's the dumbest thing, the dumbest thing, and it's all sports that I know. Oh, there's a lot of things, but this one just I don't know why it's so stupid. How, and I'm pretty sure it's still a rule, but I obviously I know it was in the past. How the World Series home field advantage dictates on the all-star game i think that is so dumb um it's not it's not that way anymore okay like they're bargaining agreement good good, no no i don't think it's the home run derby at all uh it's just i think now for the world series it's just whichever team has the highest like win percentage yeah thank thank goodness that was the dumbest rule ever when when a team with 105 wins in the world series has to go on the road with a team with 90 Five wins, ten wins less, and you got you don't even have home field or advantage. Or like eighty, like as in like the freaking Braves. <laughs> That's so dumb. It's the dumbest thing. Well, I think what was it? Was did, it? Did was it like, the? Did you like the rule, Martin? Uh, like like the it being determined by the All Star game. All Star game. Well, no, well, back in the day, people took it Good. seriously. Good. Like you know when you had like when you had like Ozzy Smith. And all of them, like back in the day, people took it seriously, but now because we know of health and our bodies, etc., it's basically just there for all these players to like dap each other up, say, "Hey, what's up, buddy? Your team sucks." Yeah, I they, know your team. I kind of think they, they take it decently serious in baseball, though, from what I've seen. I mean, yes, well, obviously, World yes, Series yes, advantage no. kind of made it an uh, incentive to take it serious, so. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, like, why? Why would you like if your if your player gets nominated to the All Star game, right? And let's just say uh, Shohei Otani, right? I think he was a starting pitcher last year for the All Star game. So he comes into this game, boom, something happens, he's injured, right. and now the rest of the season, the Angels are screwed. So it's like I wouldn't, I don't know, especially after yeah, the World but... Series that we just had, where neither team had a home win. I think uh, that's true. I think I think it's I think it's fine. I don't think. I will admit, I think baseball is one of the sports where home field. I mean, it's obviously home field advantage is nice, but it, it isn't as impactful as other sports. I feel like I will be honest. Kind of yeah, because we've got like hand signals and stuff like that. You know, so it's not right. it's not like like yeah, your quarterback you know, doing this thing trying to listen and, and basketball trying to call plays and the crowd's going crazy and it's well. Hard and here's to hear, the thing: you know? the crowd's not going to scream three hours just to watch someone pitch every like. 30 seconds yeah. and they're like they're like you suck yeah. you suck right no they're gonna do and, it afterwards right it's not like it's a they're constantly being heckled you know and the, the biggest one i can remember for like um being on the road uh was basketball when when everyone all the uh, fans started doing the count with Giannis with free throws it was so loud the one two yeah. three that's got to get to you it's you know and it, i think he, it did and when he was at home like you know game six he goes what seventeen and nineteen because that's they're not doing that you know. Well, in game so. in game six he did go fifteen uh, or sorry game five he did go fourteen of fourteen. So did he go fourteen of fourteen? Really? Yeah, he was perfect. Phoenix? No way. There's no way he was perfect. There's no big chance. Fan. Big fan. Big or fan. Was game six in game six he was perfect. He was literally perfect on free throws. Promise. Nah, he missed two. I know. I got you, bro. It, it, that's a, it doesn't game. matter. He, basically, he was better at home. That's all that matters. Because there was one the, count, game the countdown got to his perfect, head. And it was like, ugh. the countdown got to his head. I mean, I I would get to mine probably. Like, that's that's tough, man. You got 30,000 people screaming at you to hurry up and shoot, you know? Dude, so. okay, while we're talking about baseball, you or basketball, you can't tell me that Caleb Love did not absolutely sell that 
that that last oh, five no. minutes of the game. Uh, did you get all your baseball out of you before we jump into basketball? Did you get it all out? Well, well, well I mean, you well, guys are on the topic our, of basketball. We, so. Yeah, you're right. You know, we'll just, series. Okay, okay, okay. Fine, we'll finish this up. Uh, my oh, World you, Series, World Series predictions: uh, Blue Jays versus the Padres. I think the Blue Jays win four two. I think you Blue see Jays. something. I, like I think you Blue see Jays. something of like a George. I think it's George. Yeah, George Springer MVP kind of deal. I do I like, like the Blue pick. Jays. I don't know if I'm ready to say who my World Series picks are. I got to do a little bit more research on them. But I do like the Blue Jays so far. But I, I really love the Rays, though. I really love the Rays. But Oh, yeah. I mean, they're, they're the one team. So the Blue Jays are exactly what the A's are trying to do. Um, but, but the A's just refuse to, like, literally buy a $10 player that could probably help them get there. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I think, I think the – the Rays are just they're dirty. Like they're a fun they're they're a fun team to watch. I just can they do it for like a third or fourth year in a row? I don't know. I just think it's awesome that Vladdy Jr. is basically the goat, like his dad. Like yeah. it's awesome. It's like yeah, whenever you like, had Ken like Griffey and then you had Junior, like that's awesome. Well everybody everybody looked at it and they're like, uh uh you know, Bichette Jr., like, is he going to be good? Uh, Biggio Jr., is he going to be good? Guerrero Jr., is he going to be good? Obviously, they're going to be good because when they're watching tape, they're watching their dads, and they were all, like, some of the all-time greats. So it's like... Yeah. Like, yeah, like, like, Bo Bichette is really good. I think he was a good ad for the Blue Jays in the draft. Yeah. But then, Vladdy Jr., like, for me... I'd have been like, I'm taking this guy. I don't even care. It, at least for the first two, three seasons, gets tickets in the door. I don't care if he's good or not. It gives me money. So that's what I would do sometimes with some of those draft picks. It's like, you know what? We might shoot ourselves in the foot, but at least we get tickets in the door for three years. Yeah. And plus it was kind of well, it was kind of weird because they were all they were all infielders in terms of like uh Guerrero Jr. was a third baseman. And then Biggio, Biggio was a second baseman or shortstop. And then Bichette was like a shortstop third base kind of deal. So then moving yeah. Guerrero over to first base, it literally like unlocked the whole potential of the team. But like that infield now is what Guerrero, um, I don't think, I don't think Biggio is even playing right now, maybe. Um, but then like Bichette and Matt Chapman that they got, you know, for practically free. Uh, yeah. Matt Chapman to Toronto for Gunnar Hoagland, Kevin Smith, Zach Logue and Kirby Snead, like they got him practically for free. And that's like, that is the best infield in baseball. Yeah. All right. I think we're ready to go back now to what you had just started on. Matt and I, last episode, we talked about this. So, Martin, go ahead, say what you were saying, give all your thoughts. Yeah. I uh, think, yeah. Uh, okay. <laughs> so, I have championship. not, I'm, I'll be real with you. I have not, I did not watch any college basketball at all. Um, Literally the first game of college basketball I watched was the final with uh, Charles here, Charles and Charlie. Uh, dude, some of these names are cracking me up. Like Puff Johnson. Like wait wait wait. wait. And then and then Puff and the then, Magic Dragon. And then yeah, Puff the Magic Dragon. <laughs> and then uh, my all-time favorite, uh, Leaky Leaky Black. Like ah, like it's a it's a very unique name. But for some reason, I was just dying of laughter. Don't, don't forget Hubert. Don't get Hubert. Oh yeah. Good old Hubert, yeah. Oh, that's uh, funny. I don't know. Like, I wanted, I wanted Duke to be in the championship, obviously, because I want Coach K to get one more before he's gone. 
Uh, that would have been pretty cool to see. Um, no, <laughs> good, good old, but, K. but good old, good old Hubert, you know, <laughs> first year as a coach, bringing them all the way to the championship. That was a lot of fun to watch. Uh, I think, uh, you know, good old, good old Puffy P was doing pretty dirty there. He was doing pretty good towards the end of the game. And then they took him out for like two minutes, which kind of messed up the mojo. He had then, to, he had, they had to, he was, he like, to he was almost puking. <laughs> yeah, basically. <laughs> And then, and then the, uh, and then, dude, at that point, just puke. Like, if if you're hot and you've got a chance to win the championship, because there's a good chance that you're never gonna get back to that same game. Uh, I think you just gotta, you gotta do it, like MJ flu game it or something. Uh, and then, yeah, I think Love absolutely oh, no. sold. He had like four oh, no, straight drives to the basket, and he just put up the yeah, worst no. shots imaginable. He's- he sold. I mean, he shot five for 23, four for 18 in the second half. That's not four turnovers. It's not going to get it done. Oh, I think we were talking about that. What did he shoot? I think no, he, it's like he, got, he shot for like 17% that game. 20-something, I think. Like 21. Or, yeah, 20, I think it was like 21 22. or 22. And I'm like, there's yeah. no shot you go all season to make it to the championship game and shoot 22%. I'm like, at that point, pass the ball. It sucks because, like, why does it always seem like the hottest players – just completely fall on their face in the championship game because he had because been I feel so like, good. I feel like every star player feels like they have to do it themselves, and like mm-hmm. they didn't yeah. get there doing it all by themselves. Um. So, and I, I know you had uh, talked about that. You know, the, the guy from North Carolina, the big, you know, lumberjack beard, long hair, Brady Manic, Brady Manic, yeah. and you were like, that guy's trash. He missed a three. He actually was their best. He was like three for five from three. He only <laughs> yeah. shot eight times. He should have gotten the ball more. If I'm being honest, it wasn't. It wasn't. It wasn't more. necessarily me flaming him. I think he took the first shot of the game and he missed it, <laughs> and, and that's why yeah. I'm like, "Oh, this guy sucks. Like he's terrible." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, I was, I was, I, I was, just, I, just, I was trolling hardcore, but I mean, ah, yeah. I mean, and I talked about with Matt. I think the game changer was like, I don't know why, but you you didn't see this game obviously, but North Carolina against Baylor absolutely melted down once Baylor because North Carolina was up 25, and then Baylor did like a full court press and North Carolina just absolutely melted, fell apart. They all came back and tied it. They ended up winning. But once Kansas put a little bit of pressure on, remember those quick turnovers they had at the start of the second half? Yeah. And then they started getting rushed and just turning it over. Like that's what threw everything off, in my opinion. I, I don't know why they can't handle pressure. I thought they had really good guards, but they yeah. were I don't know what it was. But yeah, it was a big choke. So yeah. I mean Ooh. so like the only Mark, the only reason the, the only reason I ever vote against any Midwest team uh, is because, dude, the fan bases, like something about the fan bases for these Midwest <laughs> teams make it incredibly hard uh, to even like want to live in the Midwest. Well, but mm. think about it. If all you have to do is look at corn and freaking wheat all day and you have your teams, like, I mean, that's kind of <laughs> all you got to do, you know? That's uh, tough, man. It's tough. Yeah, all, it I know is... Is, all I know is that some of us in our clan league war perform like Caleb Love. Yep. Yep. And you know what? <laughs> we know how it feels. Yeah. Shout out to Martin for attacking and helping us not get demoted in Clash of Clans. Anyways. Mm-hmm. So. Here. That's the eSport. Like, to be honest, I- though, <laughs> to be honest, though, like, Puff was a freaking god. He decided to go Cam Johnson mode, channel his inner brother, and yeah. just <laughs> freaking go ham. But, like, there's a reason why North Carolina was an eight seed. It's for moments like that early in the game when all of a sudden pressure happens and they turn over the ball, right? There's a reason why they were the eight seed, not higher. But what this does is lays the good foundation of, okay, 
I want to play for this coach. I want to play for this team. And it makes North Carolina relevant again. And honestly, I think the sport is better when North Carolina is better just because, you know, it's a good program. But yeah, it it definitely is fun to see in the tournament, though, all the different runs. And it's just funny that this like Cinderella run was by a blue bud, by a blue blood of North Carolina. Because if it was anyone else, like let's say it was Wichita State or if it was Loyola, everyone would be like, oh, this is great. Right. So. Yeah, shout out to Loyola 2018, but yeah. Um, yeah. I was gonna. Uh, I can't Girls, remember what I was gonna Mr. say. Mr. Gene calling on the powers of oh. the big man upstairs. I do. Yeah, that's why I picked them to go far, and they lost round one this year. But oh well. Anyways, yeah, I was gonna say I didn't even think Kansas. Like, no, nothing against them. They had a good team, but I feel like compared to some of the teams they've had in the past, this team was not nearly as good as some of those other teams they've had. Oh, definitely. And then avoiding it, you know, that's just how it happens sometimes. So. Yeah, it is what it is. I do want to, because it got brought up just a little bit ago, I do want to talk about the Lakers a little bit and the dumpster fire of a season. <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I, I've been wanting to talk about this because I swear on a bunch of podcasts I listen to, the Lakers have been a topic like every day because of how bad they've been. And so, Martin, give me your, give me, you give us your thoughts first on the Lakers season, all that good stuff. I think LeBron James is literally the worst GM in the history of sports. Um, every time, like, think about it. He went to Cleveland. Uh, he practically traded the entire team and got all of his buddies together, and they were god-awful one year. They still made the playoffs. But then, like, they they kind of, like, read up the next year, and then they end up winning the championship. But I'm like, dude, like, I think in general you just have to – okay, look at the teams that LeBron has won with. Like, what does he surround himself with? shooters okay and what did he surround himself on this lakers team no shooters oh wait sorry wrong team there's like there's like i feel like like if, if you're goes, looking at all the point guards goes, let's available, get the banana let's go get the banana squad let's go get the freaking old home the nursing home together dude it's terrible i mean like it's literally probably just as bad as actual like his acting job in space jam but like there's, there's, I think, I think there's no way you look at all the available point guards and you say, oh, Westbrook, that's the guy I want. Like, that's him. That's the guy that we need. I love uh, how he's like, I want Westbrook instead of, you know what, let me get my guy CP3. It's like, nah, I want Westbrook. Yeah, I want, I want Westbrook and then I want the brow. You know, and what he's, I think, what, hasn't he been injured like three times? This oh, season? oh, you mean, you mean as, uh, Charles, as Charles Barkley calls him, street clothes Davis? <laughs> yeah, Dude, like, that's to Davis. I mean, it's it's dis- it's, it's disappointing. Don't or, get me wrong. Um, as he says, AD, aka, always dinged. <laughs> <laughs> it's 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 disappointing, you know, because like it's LeBron, you know, so he's supposed to be good. He's supposed to be in the playoffs every single year, and, and, and then, he is and good. I, he had a really good season, like yeah. statistically wise, he was doing fantastic. Yeah, but the but the fact that he has to do it all by himself on a team, yeah, full of and All-Stars. I, I think like too with LeBron, I think he could kind of tell that they weren't going to be very good, and so he really just starts saying, "I'm just going to try and score a lot," and, and he still did really good, obviously, and still made right plays, but he took way more shots than he normally does because he's just like, "Eff it," you know, no one else is here. Westbrook can't shoot. AD's not here. I'm just going to shoot a lot. <laughs> he was like Patrick Mahomes, you know, F it. And they kept Sunday. they kept playing yeah. him at the they kept playing him at the five too, and he was just getting bullied by the big centers down there. Because and it, his defense was really bad this year compared to in the past. Like his defensive win shares was like 200 in the league, so it was pretty bad. 
I mean, honestly, with that team, I probably wouldn't care that much either about defense. Like, well, think about it. If you're like six eight, six seven, going up against someone like De- like DeAndre Aiden, who's like seven foot seven one, yeah, and at least 40, 40 pounds bigger than you, I'd be like, nah, bro, f it, you can go for the basket. I don't know if it'd be bigger because LeBron's like two sixty, <laughs> but definitely four inches. So that's enough to LeBron can't do much. So it was, it was. I, I, it's funny because like they came in with championship. You know, people were like, oh, I think on FanDuel, they were like second best odds to win the championship. And I was like, there's no way this team can win a championship. I was like, I no. didn't think it'd be this bad, but I thought they would be in the middle of the West. And I was like, there's no way they're going to win the championship. There's no chance. I don't know why so many people thought so, but this was worse than I thought. Like, this was well, way worse than I thought they'd do. I like thought they'd the, be like 45, 37 range. Yeah. I did not think they would be, what, 32 and 49 is what they are right now. So, <laughs> good. I think <laughs> they, it was like make, their... they didn't make the play in tournament. Yeah, they're uh, they're few times that they were on Sports Center. It didn't have to do with like obviously their losing streak, and then the game that LeBron scored like fifty plus that brought him out of the losing streak. And then yeah. what was his name? I think his name is Austin Reeves. Yeah, undrafted out Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and everyone was freaking out about Austin Reeves because he had like two good games this season. I'm like, that's that's sad. Like it's sad whenever you. I mean, you know how Sports Center is. If it's like Sports Center, literally, it's all. LeBron this, LeBron that. Oh, LeBron ate Cheerios this morning, you know, like, oh. Like LeBron LeBron is has this record whenever he wears this clothes on this day. And like and then like to not hear anything about him at all. Like that's how you just it's it's just a bad season altogether. Mm. Yeah, it is a uh and like you you know, like you said, you go back to LeBron being the worst GM, you know, there's if they would have, you know, I don't know everything, but of course, obviously I know DeRozan wanted to go there. If you're able to get DeRozan, then you have still the the space to re-sign at least Alex Caruso, who they let go, their best defender probably, and they'd be much better, you know. So, get all DeRozan and Caruso on and, the Bulls. And now they're stuck. Now they're stuck with Russell Westbrook, who makes forty-seven million next year. <laughs> so if they if they want to uh, get rid of him, they have to trade the rest of their picks for the decade. So we won't they see get, the Lakers. They could definitely dump him back off in OKC, dude. They, they won't. We won't see the Lakers draft until twenty thirty if they trade him away. Because the only way they're going to get rid of him is if they give up the rest of their picks. So they're doomed. I mean, they're screwed. So I don't yeah. know what they're going to do. <laughs> LeBron needs to get out. They need to trade LeBron. Honestly, if if I if I was the Lakers and you're if you're actually caring about the future, you would honestly trade LeBron. But does he have a no trade clause? Do you know? I mean, probably. Yeah, he probably does. I, you you I mean, should I, probably trade him. I'm just being honest. I think. Well, I think. I think. Uh, what they should do is, I think they should just get rid of. You know, I think get rid of get rid of Westbrook. Try to find any team that would give you draft picks back. Because oh, they're not getting real, any back. <laughs> LeBron, <laughs> LeBron. I mean, I would literally just ship Westbrook for like a few second rounders. <laughs> No, dude. That's not gonna happen. Yeah. So to get rid of him, they're gonna have to take on basically almost as much salary and give up their picks, and that's it. Because he was so bad this year. They're not gonna get any picks back, I don't think. If if they do, it's gonna be like maybe a second or, or two. That's it though. So they're yeah, they're screwed like, with him. So well, LeBron did the whole thing where he's where he said, uh, wherever where, whatever team my son goes to is the team that I'll play my last season with. And his son is what, two years away from eligibility? Yeah, he is. I think that's yeah. what he said. So it's like these teams aren't even going to need, you know, Bronny, um, but they're going to get him anyways because they know that he's going to come in and package a deal with his dad. Yeah, um, when he's like 40, though. <laughs> he's going to have like, he's going to have like two, it doesn't matter. He's going to have like two years left 
with with the Lakers, you know, they're probably going to be pretty god awful. Uh, I, I mean, I, that's, uh, bas- basketball it's... basketball is tough because you we've seen LeBron James solo carry a team to the playoffs, aka early Cav years. He just yeah. can't do it now anymore. He, as you could tell, it was too bad, and he's just probably too old, honestly. Oh, but obviously, funny. You, have people, you, know, you have to have people that compliment you. Like, we think that, like, the Cavs were that bad. Obviously, they weren't. They knew their roles, you know? But, like, yeah. man. Like, all I know is I love this. This is my favorite take of the whole season, with Shaq saying that if the Lakers got into the, into the playing tournament and somehow won the playoffs and played the Suns, they would beat them four times. I was like, Shaq, I know you're a Laker homie, but let's be real here. <laughs> That team could be a freaking rec league team right now, four times in a row. Like, let's be real here. Like, yeah. you'd have West Virginia I mean, just probably just put up, put up the side. Lakers versus Sierra I mean, Canyon. I mean, honestly, <laughs> we, I mean, if they, the defense they play out lazy, if they leave Martin open at the top of the key again, he, he drained like four threes a game. Oh, yeah. Just saying. I'm goated. Just saying. You got to go to the top of the key. I want to ask this because I overheard this when we were – I mean, I think I asked you this at B-Dubs, but I want to ask you first, Matt. Who do you think is the GOAT in the NBA? I actually don't know. Who is the GOAT, Matt? Like right now? No, just all time. Who's the GOAT? I'm curious. Um, You got got one? No, I don't. Okay. Martin, you think the GOAT's LeBron, right? anyone, I'd probably say Bill Russell. Well, yeah, okay, so that's that's what I was – that's like we had this conversation at B-Dubs the night of the championship. Uh, I think if you're going to talk about – if you're going to say, oh, Michael Jordan is the GOAT because he's got the rings. Well, if Michael Jordan is the GOAT because he has the rings, what are we going to say about Bill Russell? Because he's got practically double. Yeah, he's so like – Yeah, so it's like there's no <laughs> – like there's no – there's no comparison there. If you're talking about rings, it's Bill Russell. Now, uh, I think – I think in a way, Michael Jordan is the reason why we have super teams right now. I think he kind of set the president with the super team with Scottie Pittman and Dennis Rodman uh, for like years to come. Um, but I think the, 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 obviously the physicality in the game was a lot different, you know, back in the, you know, late, late eighties, early nineties, mid nineties. Uh, I think I think the the athleticism right now in the league is the highest it's ever been, and obviously it's only going to go up from there. That's why I think LeBron James is like the goat. I think this LeBron James could go back into the the 80s and 90s and keep up with Michael Jordan, probably do better than him. But I don't think Michael Jordan from the 80s and 90s could come to this era of NBA and compete at the same high level. All I want to say is this. Uh, no, if I played that. in the 80s take. and 90s, I potentially could have played college basketball and NBA just because I could shoot from the outside and people needed that. Dude, like, as exactly. long as you could shoot, you could do it. But and that's the thing. That's the knock about Jordan. Jordan cannot shoot to save his life. And that's the thing that you need to do because people clamp down on people. If you can't shoot, you get no respect. I mean, look at – He could shoot the mid-range, but I know what you mean. And honestly, you say you could play in the 80s and 90s, but, like, bro, you would have been – absolutely right because you know how physical it was back then and all the like they were like well, throwing I mean, punches you know i'm just i'm just saying though like if i knew what i knew now i'd be like okay my shooting's fine i'm gonna go hit the weight yeah. room and i know i can be a little bit but here's the thing i know i can be more physical granted when we play right now we know that we can't like anything can be a foul right so we just play differently like if i literally hit your arm 
right? That's a foul. Whereas back then it was, as long as you get knocked out, you're pretty much good. Like you might, like you're fine, <laughs> you know, like, so, I mean, and, and I think, I just think that's how it is. But for me, it's Bill Russell. I have, I don't really respect MJ that much. Um, he was a little bit of a diva. And I think, oh, yeah. And he, he started it. He set the he, trend for yeah, everyone to follow. And he got a lot of special treatment and stuff, um, especially with like all his pushing off, et cetera, whatever. Um, but yeah, no, I think Bill Russell is the GOAT. Um, LeBron's a whiner, so I don't really like him. Um, I don't like MJ. Um, so yeah. <laughs> Honestly, the GOAT debate is like tough because there's just so many different factors that come in and. But I will say there's no way LeBron James is the GOAT. There's no chance. That's the only thing I can come up uh, with. I'm sorry, Mark. No, nah, I mean, either, either way, this, this, con- let me, let have this, this conversation every yeah. day of the week, and it'll always be someone different. Uh, people get way too, like, into this conversation over this, you know. when I mean, like, it's kind of, you know, like, cool to maybe try and, you know, like, have a grace of all time. But people get so heated over this. But let me just say, LeBron cannot be the GOAT. I think he, he is the best. Okay, I'll give you this. He's like the best player of all time when he puts his mind to it because I think he's the most talented player we've ever seen with what he can do. Like, I, I'm not going to question that. I think he's better than MJ. But that's the thing I question is, is like, Matt's like kind of whiner. I just question his mindset. I don't think mentally he can be the best player of all time. Um, and he's lost, what, six finals? If he, if he wins more championships than MJ, I'd consider him the go. I don't even know if I consider MJ the go. It's It's – up in the air, but I just one thing I will say is LeBron James is definitely not the goat. So that's all I got. Granted, say. I think LeBron is a great player, and you know he's very good. Yeah, oh yeah, definitely. But the reason why the Lakers are bad now is the reason why I never wanted him on my teams ever. Like that's why I like people like CP3, Booker. Right? They they're a little bit. A lot of Suns you know, players. Well, you know, I mean Steve Nash. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> Charles Barkley, like come on, you know. <laughs> um, yeah. No, like I mean, think about CP3. Instead of whining and saying no, I'm not going to play in OKC. Like he literally got banished. He goes, "All right, fine, I'll go play." Think about if LeBron went to OKC, he'd have been like, "Yeah, my ankles hurt, can't play for 82 games." It's like, okay. Dude, LeBron on the same court with uh, what's his name, SGA and Giddy. Might, might not be a bad shout. At least they can shoot compared to everyone else in the Lakers. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, that's funny. I think I think now. You, you, though, hey, Matt, you got any other examples of, of good teammates that aren't Suns? You know, just 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 want to ask you. I'm not. I, I I think they're great teammates, like you said, great guys who are on your team. But there's got to be some other. Give me some um, other players. It, it can't just yeah, be Suns so players. Like, so so like Drew. I would love to have Drew Holiday on my team. Oh yeah, he's, yeah. Drew he's Holiday. a lockdown defender. We'll love him. Mm-hmm. Um, I also think Seth Curry is good. Um, I do like Tim uh, Hardaway Jr. and Hardaway. I think they were good. Pen- oh, sorry, random. not Tim. <laughs> sorry, Penny. Penny Hardaway, I think, is good. Like, if we're going old school as well, um, I think Penny was good. Um, I mean, I don't know. Like, I just had to ask you. I just wanted you to give me a few examples that weren't Suns players. That's all I just I, – I mean, I it is hard when you have when you have when your favorite team is the best in the league and they're all very unselfish. Like it's just hard. Yeah, it hey, is. That's that's what I was saying. I think like the like now in the in the NBA, I feel like if your team does not have an actual like system, I don't think it's it's going to work anymore. Because I mean, you can clearly tell, uh, the 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 Suns, 
the only thing that they literally ask of, of Chris Paul is to just be a point guard, like score your points and dish it. In the beginning, like back when they were not that great, you know, they were asking uh, Devin Booker to be the point guard and the shooting guard was like, he can't, he can't do it both. I mean, a buddy will put up 40 points, but you know, at the cost of everybody else, at the cost of everybody else's stats. And then like Aiden, like, yeah, he's a big dude. All you got to do, get the rebound. Like, that's it. Yeah, just like bully it's, people. It's a, it's a paint, perfect please. team for a perfect system. Even even with the, the the Bucks too. I mean, you've got you've got Giannis and you've got Drew, who's their point guard, but he's also like the insane defender. And then like all these people, like they people just fit perfectly into these systems. And then you have the team like the Nets, who can't make Kyrie Harden and Durant work at all. So then they got to trade Harden, and then they pick up Ben Simmons, and Ben Simmons is. You say LeBron's a diva, but Ben Simmons is by far taking the crown when it comes to being a diva. Uh, and in in oh, my, yeah. I in lost all respect opinion. for Ben Simmons. I don't like Ben Simmons at all anymore. And then it's like no, the no the Warriors. You know, the Warriors were like one of the best teams to start the season off, and then they kind of like fizzled out. They're still good, but they're fizzled out. So it's like I feel yeah. like if you don't have a good system and and people don't know like their jobs and. You're just, you know, depending. I think you can't have a team anymore that's centered around the scoring off of like one or two people. Kind of like how yeah, the I think, yeah, definitely the Suns play the best team basketball. Um, I would say, and that's why they're so good. So, and I think the Grizzlies are a really good example of team basketball too. Like, I think they're really. What is their record like? Twenty two without Jaw, even like yeah, that shows is, you they can, they, they can they can I think play, they're like know, I think they're like twenty two and like four or something like that. It's some Which, ridiculous. Yeah, they're another, and that's why they're number two in the West. You know, like another just, and I really like the I've really liked this Grizzlies team. Just another team. They play team basketball, you know. And it's also, but it's, it's hard like to it. know that your team is better without your star. Yeah, if they're gonna make a run the playoffs, Jaw has to play. I mean. I know they have that great record, but if they're going to like beat the Suns, or for example, they have to have Jaw. But no here's way. the thing, though. I think, I think the Grizzlies are good without him because they know they have to lock it down and have and can't rely on him. You know, like they just know think, they they know their roles. Yeah. Like sometimes I think teams get so reliant on oh Jaw can make this play or Jaw can make this play right whenever it should be. Oh no, we all can make that play, and I think that's what differs Memphis from Phoenix. And I think that's why it gives them the edge is because. If Book and Chris Paul don't have a shot in the last two minutes, guess what? They're still okay with saying, okay, Aiden, we'll give you a shot. Okay, Mikel, we'll give you a shot. And no one gets pissed, right? But Memphis, they kind of just like, okay, Ja, you got to make the play. You're the you're the Lord and Savior, baby Jesus. Like, come on, you know? So. Yeah, that's – Martin, you want, you want to talk about anything else about the NBA before we probably wrap it up? Mm, I don't know. I don't think anything else other than uh, I, I my, got, bull, like, my bulls got to go all the way, baby. I got like I got a topic for you if you want to do it. And, and it, the playoffs will pr- predictions. We can do we can do bulls bulls and suns in the finals. <laughs> like ninety three. <laughs> I was gonna say though, uh, it's gonna be god awful. Playoff predictions will probably take too long, and Matt and I will probably cover that next episode. But I will I will maybe this, will be, this is probably the last topic because we've gone over time a little bit. But this has been a good talk. But who's your MVP, Martin? Who's your MVP? Like. For the NBA? NBA. Yep, right. You know, season's based. This is the last day. Games are finishing up. Who's your MVP? I mean, I mean, it, I mean, it has to be Jokic, right? Because like, I think I'm the guy, you. I think it has the to guy, be year Jokic. in and year out, he's just, you know, like he he is the best player in the league. 
And I mean, I feel like they kind of like have to give it to other people every now and then because you can't just give it to Jokic every year. I wouldn't consider Jokic the best player, but I actually think what MVP stands for, I think he's the most valuable player. Like yeah. Matt put this in good terms when we talked about Super Bowl MVP. It's the value to your team. If you take Jokic off the Nuggets, who already have basically had no MPJ, no Jamal Murray, and he's kept them afloat, if you take them off, they're definitely going to be like 13 seed, 12 seed in the West. Yeah. There's no there's no way. And that's why he's the MVP. And there's obviously other great candidates like Giannis and Embiid, and they've been great. And even Booker, you know, best player on the best team. But I think Jokic is just the most valuable player to a team in the league. So that's that's my personal vote too, Matt. Who who do you have as MVP? Um, I'm going to go Jokic as well. Kind of have to. No, no D book. You know, it's oh, if it was oh, back in the old days. If it was if it was back. If it was back before all this stats and crap, I think you know, and I and I think it's kind of hard because everyone's like, oh, but look at the shooting percentage. Jokic is better than Booker. It's like, well, that's true, but look at where Jokic shoots most of his shots in the paint, and he's freaking seven foot. Like, Booker is 6'6". Like, yeah, his shots are going to be a little bit more contested, and, and he does, right? So, when looking at it, I think if you did standings right now, it should be probably Jokic one, Booker at two, and then probably Giannis, and then Embiid as three and four. Just because if you take Booker off, yes, Chris Paul still carries the team, and I still think they're good. But just the like knowing that you're going to get about 30 points from one dude, and not only that, he works hard on defense and pulls down five rebounds and five assists. Like, so he adds you another 10 points. Let's just say it's just twos, right? Adds you 10 points, right? So he's giving you about 40 a game. Like, that's, I gotta. This is our time to let Matt good, you know? talk about D book. You know, I knew I, we needed this time uh, for him to talk about him. Yeah, no, like you said back in. I mean, even like I would say Steve Nash's MVPs was he the best player or most valuable player in the league? I don't know. There's a case he wasn't compared to like Shaq, but he was the best player on the Kobe. best team. Yeah, he was exactly. the best player on the best team. If it was still like that, then Devin Booker would be the MVP because he's the best player on the best team. But it's not and like that. He does it's not have like that the stats, and he just had the stats yeah. to do it. And so I think. He'll be the second person to go 26-5-5 yeah. five five on the best team and not win it, which kind of sucks, but that's just, you know. When, you know, when Jokic just another... is scoring 29-14-8, and eight, and he's top 10 in all three, and he's, like, number one in all the advanced metric stats, he has to be the MVP, and he, like, plays point guard for them. He just has to. I'm sorry. Like, D-Book is – I mean, honestly, all those guys could win it. Like, they really could, those top four. But Jokic is just in another level. I feel like so. I think in I think in baseball how they do MVP too is they they heavily weight people's uh, like wins above replacement. Yeah. Um, which I don't know if they do that at all in 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 basketball, but I mean that'd be that'd be good. I like I said, if you take Jokic off though, they probably lose at least like 15, 20 more games than they're at right now. Yeah. You know, like because they've had they don't have really anyone else because their best two probably. Uh, weapons you could say especially Jamal Murray haven't played basically this year so you know that's why Um, if they were were healthy the Nuggets would probably be up there in the two seat I would say you know a little bit behind the Suns but yeah Mm, yeah a little Um, bit behind the Suns little I don't think they'd be as good as the Suns but they'd probably be ahead of the Grizzlies I'd give them right around 60 I think I think they'd be that good if Jamal Murray was healthy and Michael Porter Jr. was healthy they'd be that good I feel like so that's just me though I don't know uh yeah so Anything else? Closing thoughts? I'm just glad that we could have another co-host to carry on the conversation. And we got to MOB, NBA, and 
a pretty good super episode. I can't feel guilty because we probably have some MLB content because we never really do. So we had Martin come in and carry that for us. Martin's the MVP for MLB content for, for no notes. So thank you. Thank you. Yeah. You, you got These it. Are, you, got uh, it. you know how they have like MLB insiders like Jeff Pass and stuff like that. Yeah. That's Martin for us. <laughs> He's our MLB insider. But hey, he can talk some basketball too and some NFL. So hey, this won't be the last time he's on. That's all I'm saying. Bear down. No bears. No bears. <laughs> Gonna be the worst team, but we're good. Matt, Matt, give us an outro. Lead us off. All right, ladies and gents. Thank you for watching the NS podcast with our boy Martin Punky Prado, um, our MLB insider. We appreciate him. Um, the Cubbies, hopefully they do well. Um Charles, your Royals, and my Diamondbacks are going to be good old basement dwellers. So, you know, the basement is fun to be in. We got the yeah. Wii. We got the Xbox. <laughs> we're already on I summer mean, vacay, so we're good. I'm and, in a good mood. You know, the Bucks won last year, and the Suns have a really good shot. So, I'm in a good mood, you know, even if my yeah, baseball yeah, team same, sucks. Same so. for me. Yeah, exactly. It so, is what it is. <laughs> it is what it is. But we're excited. Uh, this week, we'll probably talk more about our NBA predictions. We'll have um, some more playoff content. Um, but keep us on the docket for your Spotify and Apple po- podcast listens, as well as on YouTube. We'll be having the show posted there, and we appreciate y'all. Peace out. <laughs>